And welcome back to Afterglow, and we are on episode 42, and uh, if you reverse those numbers, it's the new year 2024. So thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed all the episodes we did last year. Uh, this year we're going to continue on with about the same basic format. There will be some minor changes. Um, due to a couple people asking me about it, I feel weird about this, but I did go ahead and start a Patreon for the show. Uh, it's link will be in the description below. Real simple. There's a one dollar a month tier. You pay the one dollar a month, and I'll give you a shout out at the end of every episode. Kind of a basic thing. I still feel so weird about having a Patreon because I, the show is not about making money. This is about me talking about my memories gaming. But as it's starting to grow, a couple people mentioned it, and if you guys want it, you know what? We'll try it. So. Once, uh, if people start rolling in, they want to hear their name at the end of the episode. Maybe we'll, if they have a podcast, we'll end up plugging it too. We'll go ahead and do that. Um, in other news, I'm hoping to get some new artwork. I really like our AI artwork that we've been using for a bit now, but I'm kind of looking at something else now. Uh, talking with uh, Toby Von Doom, who works and does the Secret Levels podcast. Uh, he also does some artwork, and I'm kind of talking to him, seeing if maybe we can work together and figure out some uh, new artwork for the show. Big shout-out for Secret Levels, by the way. Be sure to go listen to them. Awesome podcast. So that brings me to today's game. And today, of course, if you saw the title, you know that we're checking out Mega Man 2. Uh, the reason why I chose this game, though, was for the Secret Level Secret Santa. Uh, my gift for the year was a killer-looking Mega Man uh, button-up shirt. Has all the bosses in the front and back of it. And has Mega Man at the bottom, like, looking up at him. It is an awesome-looking shirt. And I saw that in her, like, you know, just for getting that shirt, we have to do a Mega Man game. And I've already done Mega Man 3, which, as you know, is probably my favorite of the uh, NES games. But... I've also got a lot of memories of the second game, so I want to explore those memories in this episode. But that's probably enough for me rambling on during the intro. Enjoy the music, and after the break, we'll be uh, talking about Mega Man 2.
All right, welcome back. So if you've listened to this show for a while, you already know I'm a Mega Man fan, and uh, you definitely knew after I covered Mega Man 3 and Mega Man X. But Mega Man 2 was actually the first time I had seen uh, the Blue Bomber. And this was before I had an NES. I had discussed in the previous episode for Super Mario Brothers how I had gone to my uh, uncle's place and he had an NES. And one of the games that he had was Mega Man 2. And um, I played it and I enjoyed it, but it didn't get the love it deserved. Mostly because we had also rented Mega Man 3, which I talk about in the Mega Man 3 episode. And uh, I just really preferred 3 over 2. That being said, 2 I thought was a good game. I mean, it did kind of blow me away graphically and everything as well, too, because, again, my first time seeing an NES, but then you throw a 3 up after that, and it's like, oh, wow, this is even better. (laughs) But um, that was pretty well it for a bit for uh, my memories of Mega Man 2. Um, Until after I got my NES, let's say maybe six months that summer, I was at a buddy's house, and he had a copy of Mega Man 2. I'm like, oh, I remember this. You know, my uncle had it. And I ended up uh, borrowing it for a while, and I really enjoyed it. I couldn't beat it. But I uh, started uh, figuring out the Robot Masters and kind of figuring out my path through, which is not the standard path. Um, Today, everyone knows, go for the Metal Blade. Take out Metal Man right away, get that Metal Blade. It's like a killer weapon, plenty of weapon energy. I didn't know this as a kid. I actually ended up going after uh, Woodman. And uh, he's usually... To this day, still my first go-to boss whenever I'm uh, playing Mega Man uh, 2. If I don't go after Woodman, I go after Airman. Again, a really weird choice. Uh, These are not the normal first bosses that people go after whenever they play Mega Man 2, but that's just kind of what I learned as a kid whenever I was playing this game. I kind of like learned the patterns of the levels, learned the patterns of the bosses, and uh, got good at making either one of them like the first boss I take out. But it uh, took me a while to actually get my own copy. Like, I want to say I didn't own a copy of Mega Man 2 until maybe about five years after I had borrowed it from that buddy. Whenever, again, the rental store that was selling all their games, I got Mega Man 2 from up there. And that was the first time I actually did beat the game, but shamefully, so shamefully, I had to use a Game Genie to do it. I could beat it, but I I cheated. I definitely cheated my way through, but I did beat it. So, if that counts, great. If that doesn't count, eh, whatever. I still got to see the ending, right? <laughs> and I still had fun. And that's, honestly, uh, that's how I feel about the Game Genie in general. As long as you have fun, I don't feel it's actually cheating. Like, it's a device for you to have fun. But, um, no, I beat it, and, uh... Went through and also beat Mega Man 3, because I got Mega Man 3 from the same place. I also got Mega Man 1 as well. Uh, they did not have 4, 5, or 6, and I did not even get the, those games until I started uh, game collecting. And uh, I had gotten all 6 on the NES, but I also got the uh, Mega Man uh, Anniversary Collection for the Xbox and for the GameCube. And... Uh, Those systems are probably where I beat Mega Man 2 legitimately, no cheating or anything for the first time. And really, really uh, enjoyed it. But my uh, favorite memory of beating Mega Man 2 was probably on a a device called the Open Pandora. So the Open Pandora was like, I don't want to call it an emulation handheld per se, because you could do so much with it. But it was a tiny clamshell device. Think of like the... uh, 
Nintendo DS, but instead of having a screen on the bottom, it had a full keyboard. But you also had two kind of like analog discs, kind of like what the uh, 3DS disc thing used. Uh, I have four face buttons, a D-pad, and then a couple sets of shoulder buttons. But I had a buddy over, Josh, and he's like, dude, I have never beaten Mega Man 2. I'm like, well, we're going to do it. We're going to beat it tonight. So we got this handheld, and we're literally sitting there by each other, just swapping off the handheld, sitting there beating Mega Man 2. And of course, yes, it is kind of an emulation device, so uh, of course I got to play the sound clip, right? Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You're a pirate, Being a pirate is a recipe. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. And of course, after I play that sound clip, I have to justify my piracy, right? <laughs> I don't think it was really piracy, because I did own the game on multiple formats. GameCube, Xbox, original cartridge... So, I mean, I don't think it's actually piracy if you do actually own the game. You're just playing it on a different device than what it was meant to be played on. I'm going to stand by that argument. (laughs) But um, that was probably the last time I'd actually beat the game until the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection came out. The uh, six NES games. And I ran through the collection. I beat all the games, including Mega Man 2. And that was probably the last time I beat the game. I do need to go back and play through it because it is an awesome game. The controls are incredibly tight. Uh, the bosses are unique and fun. The stages are all well-designed and fun for the most part. I, I do prefer Mega Man 3 because I really like the slide mechanic that 2 does not have. And whenever a Mega Man 9 and 10 came out, I was kind of disappointed that that slide mechanic wasn't in there because I felt like uh, those two games were like, well, Mega Man 2 was everyone's favorite, so we need to make the game like Mega Man 2, so let's take away the charge shot. Let's take away the slide. Let's take away Rush even. It was a bummer because those are all things I love about Mega Man. I felt that they were stripped away just because Mega Man 2 is a popular one, you know? And uh, again, they're good games. I do really, really like them. But I also feel like because Mega Man 2 seems to be on this pedestal, and deservedly so, keep that in mind, deservedly so, it should be on that pedestal, because it is an awesome game. But because it's everyone's favorite, I feel like it became like the model to build Mega Man 9 around, especially 9. Maybe not so as much 10, although 10, I feel as guilty of it a little bit too, but definitely 9. That uh, it, it was like the blueprint in a way. And it's an awesome blueprint, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic blueprint. I just feel like the game evolved with Mega Man 3, and even 4, even though I don't like 4 as much as 3, the charge shot in 4 is pretty cool. And uh, going to Mega Man 6, I really love whenever uh, they changed Rush over to the Rush adapter. But I need to stop spewing on about those games. We're here to talk about Mega Man 2. Which, Mega Man 2 had awesome stage design for the most part. You do have one section with the one-kill lasers that are flying across, which can be tricky to get through. But, it's doable, right? I believe it's in Quick Man stage, but, uh, like I said, it's doable once you learn the pattern. But if you go in there blind, you're probably going to get killed a few times. Outside of that, though, I feel like everything in the game has really, really good uh, presentation. It's well made. Whenever you make a mistake, you feel like it's your fault. And the game does give you that life meter. So you do recover from those mistakes most of the time outside of those stupid lasers, which I'm not a fan of. The one-hit-kill thing, 
Whenever it's just shooting across the screen, uh, I feel like it's kind of cheap. The spikes do the one-hit-kill thing, too. I don't feel there's as cheap, because you usually see them beforehand, and you know, hey, probably don't want to touch those. But, uh, yeah, those lasers, I felt like they were cheap. Other than that, though, again, awesome game. I really love Woodman's stage with, like, the weird combination of wood and electronics. Like, it, it was enough to definitely give me a chuckle as a kid. Crashman, I like the uh, verticality of his stage. Really also like the uh, weapon... <coughs> pardon me. The weapon that you get from him. That uh, Crash Bomb is, like, such a cool weapon. Um, the Wily Boss, where you have to use it, is, like... You gotta be perfect with your weapon usage there, but I still really enjoy the weapon. I do wish they gave you a little bit more leeway to where you could, like, maybe waste four or five of them. Just maybe have the weapon use a bit less weapon energy. But still, I do love the way it was designed. And that's pretty well my thoughts on Mega Man uh, 2. It's a great canvas. It's a great game. There is room for improvement. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it's an awesome game and fits right in to that Mega Man franchise. It's one of the reasons that I do love the franchise. So, um, that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Afterglow. I do want you guys to enjoy the music outro, which is, of course, my favorite music from the game, which is the uh, Wily Fortress Part 1 music. Uh, before I close, though... This tune is one of the most rocking tunes there is in the NES. It is just a banger of a tune. I love the music in this level so much. And uh, e even though, like I said, I prefer Mega Man 3, Mega Man 2 had some fun, fun music. And to me, this one track surpasses everything in Mega Man 3 musically. I'll say that much. <laughs> I'm going to go a bit long in this episode, though. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afterglow. I hope you listen to a lot more coming up in 2024. There's going to be a few changes coming up. Like I said, new artwork. We're going to try the whole Patreon thing. You might feel a little weird about it, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um, if you want to watch on YouTube now, everything should be syncing over to YouTube. So as soon as I upload to Spotify, it, the RSS should update YouTube to where you should be getting an update over there as well. So, you know, I'm trying to put the podcast out to where anywhere you guys want to listen, you have that option too. But that's enough of me rambling for this week. Thank you for listening to Afterglow once again. Enjoy the awesome music outro. I'll see you next time.